Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. All right, guys, this is going to be a total plug. So I'm just telling you right now, if you're listening to this podcast, if you like this content, what I recently launched is a program called Run With Rob. So just look in the description below. I always add in the links when I tell you right what they are. But if you go to www.runwithrob.robspray.com, I know that's pretty wordy, huh? You'll see it. This is the opportunity to have daily coaching with me. I used to charge $2,000 a month for coaching and we would do calls and we would we would strategize, but then I got burnt out because it was just too much. So I thought, I miss that interaction with helping people have these breakthroughs and strategizing with their problems, whether it's the invite, it's the follow-up, it's the close, it's lacking recruiting or duplication or mindset or limiting beliefs. I missed that. So what I did is I introduced a brand new program where you have daily voice message access to me. So I give you my cell phone and then I add you on an app or you add me, I send you an email, you add me on an app and then every single day I check that where I can help you to have those breakthroughs in your business. I've got accountability on a weekly basis. I ask you what your goals are on a weekly basis. I give you the most updated strategies. I do monthly Zooms that are only for Run With Rob members with top, top world-renowned trainers. You get some of that law of association with high-level thinkers. So my goal is to help make those next six months your best. So go check it out. Six and a half years in network marketing. She has a team of over 19,000, no big deal, just 19,000, in over five countries and growing. She has one of those people that just has one of those personalities that I always migrate towards. We always have a ton of fun just chatting. That's what's so great about the wonderful world of social media we both were able to speak at the same event at our good friend Fraser Brooks event at Success Summit in the UK. She has a way better accent than I do because I have the boring American accent. He's got the really, really cool accent. And we're going to dive in today about a couple different topics. One of the topics we're going to start with, and we're going to hear a little bit more about Sarah's story is how learning to listen was the hardest yet most valuable thing that she ever did. And we may listen to that and you may say, yeah, okay, I understand that. But it's important to understand is, we're, again, we're learning how to better communicate with new prospects, right? Because each person hears things different and how can we listen better and understand people and understand human nature better and get better at our communication skills because they're absolutely key and critical so Sarah, we had a little bit of fun. You smashed it at Success Summit when you spoke there. Were you nervous at all? I was so nervous. <laughs> so, so nervous. leaders, successful leaders that have over 19,000 on their team still get nervous? Yes, <laughs> very, very nervous. Because you're helping others and you want to get it right. So yeah, extremely nervous. That's true. Now what's been the hardest, most scary part about network marketing for you? Oh, probably 
actually it was success funny funnily enough um like scared of getting there like the the truck the uh journey and what if i don't get there what if i do get there and it was all this fear around getting there and it consumed me so i really had to take myself back and realize that it was a very very simple process that was made up of loads of baby steps but the first couple of years i think i dreamt and looked at it like such a mountain that that actually stopped me from getting there at the beginning if that makes sense yeah sometimes we think too far ahead and Ooh. fear of success is one of the top fears that individuals have and some people are too scared to admit that because they no 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 i'm not scared but <laughs> they start having success and they've got imposter syndrome i i felt like when i finally had success, I felt like I had already been that level in my mind. But then I felt really uncomfortable when people would say things like number one recruiter out of a million distributors. That took me probably a good six plus years to feel comfortable with, even though it wasn't bragging, it was just matter of fact. And so I 100% can resonate with that. And each person's going to have different sets of fears but i always come back to it comes i know you've read it the game of conquering i always yes. come back to the mother of all fears it's the fear of judgment and all the other fears are just more in-depth descriptions on the fear of judgment pertaining to network marketing now what's been your favorite part about network marketing there's a lot. I think it's got to be the community. Um, you can have the best product, you can have the best way to get paid and you can look for that. But when you find the right people and you start making changes, so you make changes in your life and you better your life and that's, that's great. But then you start changing others and that'll never get old and that'll never get boring. You know, whether it's someone that's, that's coming in for the first time and you're helping them earn their first hundred pounds or it's someone earning their first thousand pounds, it doesn't matter. It never gets boring. Whether it's somebody new. Yeah, I love it. I just, I love community. I love getting together with everybody. I love sharing stories with everybody. Um, even at like the, the summit we did with Fraser, that that's a highlight because we're surrounded by our uh, network marketers. I just, me, I'm a people person. I'm a talker, so I'm happy when I'm around people. I love social media, and I love. And I wouldn't be where I am without it. But if someone said, can I talk on the phone, or can I talk on Zoom, or can I meet you for a coffee, I will take that coffee meeting every single time. I love the people. I love doing life with people on the same journey as myself. I think that the strength is always the weakness, and the weakness can be the strength because... I know you and I know what a big heart you have and I know that you care so much about people and I always coach anytime I'm doing these personal coaching sessions with those that do run with Rob where I do the daily voice message access I always tell them wherever we're the strongest we typically get the most offended so for you because you care so much about people and you're so loyal and you're always you're always focused on doing the right thing that's your favorite part. And that's also, you can tell me if this is true or not, also one of the hardest parts about network marketing for you because that is your greatest strength. And so you, anytime we're strong somewhere, we expect other people just to get it and be like us, but actually <laughs> so different. Yes. Oh my gosh. So different. And um, 
some people don't even want to come out and meet some people don't want to talk but yeah and it's keeping up with it as well because you want to be around everybody and you want to help everybody but also this is a business so you can't you've got to be careful you don't get in the trap of talking life with you know not 19,000 people I, I wouldn't be able to keep up with that but you know when you're working with leaders and everyone and learn with these people it's better to get together because when you start building relationships and friendships you can't keep that up so team events and get togethers where you can love on everybody and you know not kill yourself in the same time i just love it i just love being around everyone yeah it's hard but it's great when someone says that it's they feel like it's you know oh yeah i know i've heard i need to listen (laughs) and you know that's so important let, let's dive a little bit more in depth because, again, you, you all know if you've listened to my podcast, successful people just do the basics better. So we're always going to come back to how you can do the basics better because that's how you're going to be able to do this business and have more success at this business. So what would you say, because obviously you had to go through that. That was a huge learning lesson for you on mm-hmm. how to properly listen. So tell that story and then give some strategies and tips on how we need to properly listen to others and how it can help our businesses out. Okay, yeah, great. It was um it was it was hard for me because I'm such a chatterbox. So every time somebody is talking to me, um, business or personal, I'm already thinking about the next 200 things I'm going to say. My, my brain's going 200 miles per hour. And um, listening is just something that doesn't come naturally to me. And some people might think that people that have personalities like mine, that we don't care because we don't listen, but it couldn't be further from the truth. So listening was something I heard, but, you know, by just learning in the industry. And uh, the first thing I thought was, well, I need the questions because I don't want to listen to fluff. If I'm going to listen, because I struggle to listen, I need to know, I need to make sure I'm listening. So I started working out what did I need to know to be able to help them? Because you don't know how to help anyone. If you're too busy, you know, I've got this product, or I can do this, or I've got this service, or you can earn this. And you're, you're selling yourself, you're selling the opportunity, you're selling the product. But you can't help them. You can't relate to them. So you need to find out what, if you're in the health and wellness industry, what weight loss goals do they have? If they're looking in makeup, you know, what is it the look they're trying to achieve? You know, whatever it is you're selling, you need to know about it. Like you need to know what they're looking for so you can find a solution. So I spent a lot of time coming up with lots of questions like, um, do you have any goals or let, let's use um, earnings for an example. It's easier than, for me. Um, you know, how much do you need a lecture a month? This is what I need. So then I can then sit down and come up with a solution to show her how I can help her or him achieve that. But it also is, is it's the same when you're talking to people as well. So when you're prospecting, um, I'm a big believer in not everybody is your person. And when I first came into network marketing, I was looking across the board, you know, copy the right cat, although I don't agree with it now, but back then that's what I listened to. And, you know, I need to do what, you know, top leader over here is doing. And I need to do what top leader over there is doing, but I'm not that leader. So I couldn't relate and bring the right marketing or the right audience into me until I started talking about what I wanted to talk about and listening to them so that I could connect with the right people. So my circle or my, my audience wasn't the right circle for me because I'm a chatterbox and I had, I was building people, I don't know, like that were really, really probably a lot more intelligent than me because so-and-so did. So that's the market I needed to build. And when I started talking to them and I started learning to listen, I didn't really have much in common and I really struggled having that relationship. I really struggled building um, conversation with them. Like I found that when you, 
build the right market and you've uh, this the question should be on your timeline on your stories in conversation like it isn't just about between you and your team or you and your prospects it's literally everywhere because it's going to bring the right people to you and it's going to help you give a solution to everyone else but everyone's different like my questions relate to the industry that i'm in but whatever industry whatever company everybody's in they've got to work out what they have how can they ask questions about it so that when they get the answer, they know how to answer it. So you're kind of going in armed. You know what to say because you you are prepped to listen. And most people probably don't struggle to listen to like me, but like I literally used to put my fingernails into my hands where I'd struggle so hard like because I, I wanted to talk. I had so much to say and they were still talking. So listening has changed my business because now I know the few questions that I ask so I can hear what they've got to say so I can go in with a solution i'm helping more people than i was when i was just you know <laughs> verbal diarrhea as they say <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's uh it's the whole cliche right if you're the preview of the movie you're not the movie imagine your favorite movie of all time can you imagine and again that's why i always yeah. come back to giving stories and analogies for examples because it's what makes sense to people but imagine your favorite movie of all time this is what i would teach my new prospects and and i could teach this because I did it the wrong way, right? You did it the wrong way. That's the best teacher, unfortunately. Yes. But I'd be like, imagine your favorite movie of all time. You've never seen it yet, but it's going to be your favorite movie. And someone gives you the punchline. They give you the whole plot. They give you right? oh, like the surprises. They give everything. And as they give you all of those things, now yes. there's no way the movie will be as good. And so we need to understand and discern how much information to give as well as we need to understand that we just need to keep asking questions upon questions. You need to become, remember this, you need to become a master at asking questions to the yes. point of, and I don't know that many teams, companies, yeah. leaders that have done this, to the point of I would spend an entire hour writing down different types of questions that you can yes. ask for those that are interested in the products, those that are interested in the business, even once they're given an answer, how can you ask another question and another question? Not in a way where it feels like you're some detective trying to figure out if they did something wrong, but more in a way <laughs> of detective just trying to, you're just trying to be a friend and conversational where you yes. talk about them, right? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So for you, you're one of those, you've jumped on opportunities and yes. you focused on you and being the best version of you. Yes. I don't know if you went through any of the mistakes of doing the wrong way. You've always naturally come <laughs> back because I did. I tried to be like my mentor. Yes. Complete opposite principles and techniques. I wasn't trying to be the bold version of me. I was trying to be the bold version of him and I sounded like a complete idiot. And yeah. that principle and, and say, okay, no, what's the principle? What he's teaching, how he's teaching it, how can I apply it to my style and personality? So yes. tell us a little bit about you and how you teach your teams to become the best version, the bold version of them, because duplication can be overtaught to the point that everyone feels like they're robots and there's only one way to act. Yes. Um, <laughs> you've got to do you because if you don't do you, you're not going to attract the right people, period. Like it, it literally is as simple as that. If you're copying somebody else, or you're mimicking somebody else, then you're not attracting your tribe. It's not going to be your vibe. It's just not for you. So for me, um, like I said, I've got really, I'm, I'm overly confident, but I'm not. <laughs> it's weird. I'm just very, very loud. So I get embarrassed because I'm like, am I going to be too loud for this crowd? Are they going to 
are they going to be like relieved when I leave the room because I know that I'm I'm such a I'm just so loud and I wish I wasn't but I am and um so and then it was like you need to look like this and you need to be like this and you need to talk like this and and it was really weighing heavy on my heart I was I felt like a walking talking doll that was you know I was being programmed what to say and it wasn't me so I had to go on a big personal development journey for myself. Um, oh, it, it included church. It included a library that I now have. Uh, and I, um, I decided that if they don't love me for me and they don't want to work with me for me, that's okay because I can't help every type of personality and I can't be everybody's cup of tea. So what I did was... Um, well, the best example I've got was I went to Canada to, um, to speak on a panel and uh, I had my jeans on, I had these lovely big heels and these big designer shoes and I thought I looked amazing. I had this shirt on, all my hair was done and these stalls were really, really tall and I sat on the stool and I was sweating, my hands were sweating, I felt very uncomfortable, I was fidgeting, I couldn't put my feet anywhere because of the heels and I did this, I did this panel. And uh, I looked at the CEO at the time, I was like, I can't do this. And I literally ran, got changed into, I promise you, this is such the truth, a pair of trainers, sneakers, sneakers for those of you over in the US, a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. Mm. And I was next to these millionaires, suited and booted, looking absolutely like wonderful. And I was like, no. And I literally sat back up and then I jumped up on the, on the stool and I was swinging my feet and my legs and I delivered the best speech that I'd ever done. And I think I was on two or three panels after that as well. And I wasn't nervous. I didn't feel uncomfortable. And that's why I try to say to my team, like in a world where everyone says, if you're presented to somebody, you need to look, sound and be a certain way. And you do to a certain extent. But I was there to give value. I was there to help launch Canada I was there to help do all of this stuff but I couldn't help them and I couldn't because I was so consumed in how uncomfortable I felt and you know do I look okay because I wasn't wearing something I would normally wear and that's what happens in network marketing completely like you look at a leader well I need to I need to do that so as soon as someone goes and does it and they're comparing 500 views to 10 views because they've never done a live before say they feel like they're fat live they're not excuse me, they're just copying the wrong person. They're copying the wrong cat. You need to do you so that when you talk about your hobby, others that share that hobby will come and interact with you. They're your people. Talking about books that you enjoy reading will encourage other people that are the same. So doing you on social media, doing you in life is going to serve you way better than copying someone that was successful or is successful, but they are successful by doing them. But they can't do them and be successful for themselves. It, it's just, it's just such a massive lesson. Like I'm so comfortable with who I am and what I stand for now. But that took me five years, five years to, to learn how to do me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it, it's an evolution. I mean, I just that's why I think it's so important to get perspective because. In other professions, I feel like people have perspective, they have a blueprint, and even though the blueprint may be really hard, it's you're going to go 12 to 15 years of schooling to become a doctor, and then after that, you're going to do this, and then you're going to do this, and then you're going to have debt paid off. Like There's a blueprint, and in this, I think because the blueprint can be six months to success or six years to success, the yes. fact that people don't know, it just freaks them out, and it makes it 
even harder than it really needs to be. And that's why it's so important. They just focus on that process and becoming them. It takes time to find you. I mean, I didn't, I had made a lot of money. I had built my teams in over 40 countries. And when I started doing Facebook lives, I felt like a complete (laughs) idiot. I looked like one. I sounded like one. And it was painful for me. And I'm sure it was painful for my audience. They were probably like, this is a bad train wreck. We can't stop watching it, but we want to. I couldn't even get courtesy comments. I'd get seven or eight comments. And I'm thinking, these people that are on my team, wouldn't they just be nice and give me some fake love? But they couldn't even do that. It was so it was so bad. So that's why it's not like you're just gonna find you right away. That's where people yeah. misinterpret branding and you know, traction oh. marketing, all that stuff. That's why you just take mm-hmm. action, deliver yes. action, pay attention fine-tune, tweak, keep getting better and better, and that'll help you out. So one of the questions I love asking, because I've created three or four different questions, I always always ask one of them. And my question okay. for you is, is, this is my last question. So this is this is an important one, Sarah. We okay. can't this up. The audience is, they're waiting now. We cannot <laughs> screw this up. I know that you won't screw it up. I may strip. That's why I'm going to ask you the question first, and then I'm just going to comment on your incredible remarks and say, amen, 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 amen. <laughs> so that, that's where we're going to go. But when okay. someone is stuck, burnout, when someone yes. is getting their butt kicked, what yes. is your best advice to get them unstuck, to get them back into action, to get them back the perspective and the hope and the excitement that they once had? Good question. I like this question. Okay. Well, the first thing I say is you've got to suck it up by the cup because we are human (laughs) and we are not programmed to be robots. We are not programmed to just storm all the way to the top, keep going. Everyone's going to have a a wobble or a funk or a burner and it's going to be tiring. Um, And as long as you just don't stay there, it's not an issue. So the first thing is You've got to find out what are the simple duplicatable steps in your business because everything starts at back to basics. And I think everyone makes the same mistake, myself included, is we do so well, whether we're, you know, whether it's sales or building a team, you know, our income's coming in and then we get to a certain point, wherever that may be. And then we're like, what's next? There isn't anything next. Normally, generally, the next step is to do it again. And to do it again. So sometimes when people are burned out, they've been they've been working for something very hard, and then they they look at the top of the mountain, right? And they're like, it just seems so far, I can't do it. I am massive on baby steps. Baby steps. Okay, what's your strength? Like we, we spend a lot of time working on weaknesses, uh, building our comfort, pushing our comfort zones, and all that jazz. But when you're when you're burned out. You've got to do what you love. You've got to do what you're good at because that's going to help. That's going to bring the excitement back quicker. That's going to get you on top of on the leaderboard again or it's going to get you sales again or whatever it is that you're trying to do. So normally there is something that's very, very simple. Normally it's around customers or recruitment and whatever those simple steps are, we map it out. We sit there, pen and paper. Let's go through it. Okay, let's start again. Where's your list? Where's your hot list? You know, who, who are the people on the verge of buying? Let's get that back out. Let's start talking to everybody again. Then going back to the very, very simple steps because we all we all want to go above and beyond. We always want to do a little bit more for ourselves. And we always want to do a little bit more for our team. But we have to always go back to basics because the basics aren't scary. And then once they start doing, or myself included, once I start doing, what I'm really good at or what I love doing, nothing else is hard after that because the passion and the momentum and the enjoyment, it all, it all filters through 
and you're flying. Whereas if you're trying to fix the world in one conversation with somebody, like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. This is normal. This is common. Like, so many people think they're the only person in the world to go through this. Like, it's just not working for me right now. No, we've all said it. We've all been there. We've all been burned out, but we all have to go back to basics. Um, they're not scary. Does that make sense? I always say that. Does that make sense? But yeah, everything for me is going back to basics, but it's got to be what you enjoy. If you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. I know that sometimes people are like, oh, I just, I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> no, but you're going to go, you're going to have to go through crap sometimes. Yes. It's just part of the process. And so yes. learning to enjoy is all on perspective. It's, it's not like, for me, how I learned to go to the gym and enjoy it is my perspective was, okay, this gives me more energy eventually, right? It may not in the moment. Yes. It, it makes me feel better. I'm healthier. It, it makes me feel like, you know, much better if I'm going on that cruise, right? Or that trip and the shirt comes off. I, it makes me feel whatever. You got to figure out that association. But if the association yes. is just straight to, oh, I hate it. It's painful. It sucks. <laughs> Now all of a sudden your focus goes there and you're going to find that it's going to become worse and worse and worse as you go. So if you're burnt out, create a huge gratitude list, focus on the gratitude, make sure you're focusing on the income producing activities, yes. act your way into momentum because as, as burnt out as you say you are, if you had 10 new people sign up for your business today, I guarantee you wouldn't be burnt out anymore. <laughs> right? Because your exactly. perspective would shift yes. entirely as you go. So Sarah, thank you yes. so much for your time, for your awesome accent, because I know the audience <laughs> loves cool accents. It makes it so much, so much more entertaining to be able to listen to a non-American accent. Just, I love that. Just, just so that you know. So we greatly appreciate your time. Where can everybody find you on social media? It would just be Sarah Fryer, my business page. Everyone can just find me on just Sarah Fryer, number one. <laughs> Plain and simple. It's not superstar Sarah Fryer, it's just Sarah Fryer, number one? No, just born all Sarah Fryer. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Sarah, we appreciate your time. Thank you for your insights. Thank you for your perspective. Thank you for just being a great leader and human being and for leading the charge and leading the way in this incredible profession. We need more and more incredible human beings like you. I greatly appreciate it. Our audience greatly appreciates it. And I'm sure we'll do another podcast another time and cover a completely new topic. Oh, that'll be fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.